Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Motocross Training Podcast. Joel Youngkins here, and in today's episode, not only am I bringing you a super cool, fancy podcast intro, but uh, we're going to talk about training hard and make sure that you're actually training hard while you're putting your work in and you're not all over the place and you're actually getting things done. So I know you're not here for the fancy intros, but we are going to talk some training and, you know, help develop you to be a better athlete and a better racer. So um, this episode I've had sitting on my desktop here for a few weeks um, I've had the notes all kind of ready to go, just haven't had the time. I usually record these on Fridays, but Fridays has just been busy, so we're knocking this out on a Tuesday, right in the middle of the day. So um, let's get to it. Um, let's talk about training hard, um, you know, working hard. Let's let's make sure we're doing this right. Let's make sure the your efforts are going in the right direction. Um, you know, why did I make this episode? You know, why is this one important for you? Um, you know, basically, you know, there's a lot of athletes, not just in racing, but all over. And there's a lot of coaches that do this as well is, um, you know, they just provide their athletes a lot of hard work. And it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, just because you're working hard doesn't mean that you're training hard. So training hard has kind of a different definition. It's a different outlook compared to just working hard. Um, so just kind of a reality, you know, you have to, you have to understand that everyone works hard, whether they're doing the right stuff or the wrong stuff or a little bit of both. Um, you know, working hard is a prerequisite to success. Um, we should really stop rewarding working hard and just accept it as normal, um, you know, as competitive athletes and, you know, nobody's excused from hard work. So like, Hard work's like you just you need it. It's just like air, like you need air to live, like you need hard work to define success and define, you know, your true potential is really what we should say. Um so even though everybody knows how to work hard, you know, it's not that's really nothing new and and shocking to hear. Um however not everybody knows how to actually train hard. And so th- this is just kind of a list. This is my comprehensive professional opinion of what, you know, I feel training hard really means, you know, because we hear every year racers say things like, I'm working harder than I ever have, you know, we got it down to a science, um, we've been putting in the work, um, you know, as a coach, this is all really good and great for me to hear, it's exciting, I'm glad people are taking it seriously, um, but are these people really actually training hard, and, you know, for example, like, you can work really hard on the bike, but, you know, if you're always riding in the wrong gear or riding with uh, poor technique, um, we'd all agree that that's not the best way to ride, even if, like, you're trying really hard. Um, you know, I think we can all agree on that. But, you know, when it comes to your physical prep, not everybody um, wants to acknowledge that because it's really the same thing. Um, we want to make sure, like, your hard work's being placed in the right direction. So I came up with 10 notes on training hard, what, you know, things to consider, things that, you know, kind of some notes you want to check to see, like, hey, is is this my approach on my training? 
Um, and if any of these 10 or 10 things, you know, aren't on your checklist of how you're approaching your training, um, I would definitely highly consider, you know, taking these into consideration. And again, this is just a, uh, very abstract kind of open, open thought episode of I'm going to, you know, kind of shoot some thoughts your way. And I want you to kind of digest it for yourself and hopefully take some things and put them into an actionable plan moving forward for yourself. Because again, if you're on this, listening to this, I know you're someone that's interested in wanting to um, train better. And the reality is, is like, we got to train hard, Um, you know, you could train hard. Like you could sit there and be like, you know, we could, we want to train smart, but part of training smart is training hard. So we want to make sure that, um, you know, we got that part down. So let's uh, get into this. And number one is going to be playing the long game. So what does this mean? This means that we're training for months and for years to come. So whether you're a mini racer looking to continue their, that has a lot of potential and they're looking to continue their development over a course of time, we would be looking at, you know, training for years on end. It, we're, you know, we're doing things this year that would prepare these athletes for them for when they're 16, 18, 20 years old. Um, it's all, we're all basically front loading the success to the next phase and everything's going to lead in together. So we're not just looking at like just training really hard for eight to 12 weeks. Um, to be honest, that's not really going to impress anybody. Um, this happens a lot in sports and I see it a lot in racing as well, where, you know, people will put together a really good solid eight to 12 weeks in the off season. They'll feel really good. But like by the time the middle of the season comes, you know, uh, they're kind of back to square one, kind of searching for like, Hey, how do I train, you know, again, but um, they're not playing the long game. You have to play the long game. You have to train today with the intention. Like, you have to turn days into weeks, weeks into months, and months into years. Um, you know, that's really just, that's how you train hard. And, and it's not just how you're gonna, not going to burn out, but you're going to see a lot of progress too. Um, you know, all my clients that, you know, we work with, um, the best ones are the ones that, you know, we've been training for years on end and they don't stall out. They continue to hit, um, strides with their training years on end because we look at the long game. This is, it's what we do. So number one, playing the long game, not just working really hard for a few, few days or a few weeks and patting yourself on the backs and saying, good job. Um, training is an all the time thing. Number two is going to be focus, focusing on executing the game plan. So first off, you actually actually have to have some sort of a plan, um, you know, a plan. We call these programs, whatever the name is. It's really at the end of the day, it's just a plan that you're going to have to um, execute your training. And this plan could either be really rigid or flexible. And you're setting these plans up based on um, basically physical, your physical development and your like the st- basically the, the physical stress and how you want it to adapt to your training. So this isn't just waking up and training off of daily emotion. Um, that's not going to get you very far, but you're training off of daily physical readiness. Um, also not program hopping is also not part of executing the plan. Um, 
again, you want to have this plan set up for week to week, month to month, and then kind of really have at least like an annual plan of how you want to execute it. Program hopping would be basically this could happen in any realm of training. Basically, you're on one program and then you do that for a few weeks and you're like, ah, this ain't working and I'm going to go do something else. Um, then you do this thing for another, you know, couple weeks and then you hop to another program. At that point, you're really just giving yourself no hope for like progression. And your body's not going to really ever have time to actually adapt to anything and grow. It's just a bunch of randomness you're kind of throwing at your body hoping that something works. And again, that's not training hard. Number three is going hard on your hard days. So we want to be ready to compete and push ourselves when we say, hey, tomorrow it's a hard day. We, you know, got to go to the gym. We got to put the work in. We're going to the track. We're doing the motos and sprints. Um, you know, you have to be able to plan ahead to make the most out of these hard days because they do matter. Um, your hard days, you have to put these days in. So you want to plan for them. You want to make sure you're recovering properly for them. And you want to make sure you have your nutrition in check as well so that you're actually ready to show up, like I said, to compete and really push yourself to that next level. Um, these are kind of your breakthrough days. And these are the ones that, you know, you should test yourself on these sessions. And, you know, you have to take these seriously. If you're if you're not taking the, the, that 48 hours before your hard days, if you're not taking that serious to get ready for your actual hard day, um, you're not going to be as ready to go as you should be. And it's going to hold you back during those workouts. Number four, going light on your light days. So what this means is basically be ready to accomplish the tasks that you need to get done that are considered all light. So, um, you know, still like be good at the light, easy things that you need to do, whether it's some mobility work, it's ab work, you just need a day to recover. Um, you know, it's days that it's kind of your filler work, all the stuff that's important, but like you're still accomplishing work, whatever that looks like on your program. Um, it could look, it could take many forms of what light days would be, but again, just so it complements number three, your light days need to be light in order for your hard days to go hard. Um, we can't go hard seven days a week, not even six days a week. Um, you know, we really only got, if you add a competition day in there, you know, you're lucky to get three hard days in a week. You know, that could be two hard days of training with your third day being a competitive day. And if there is no um, race day, you know, again, three days a week is optimal for hard days. But, um, yeah, make sure you are actually going late and you're not just ignoring it because of, again, you're dealing with emotion and thinking that you need to go high intensity five days a week. Um, number five is going to be showing up to your training sessions focused. So you need to be able to turn your mind off to the outside world. Um, you need to limit distractions because if you go into a workout and you're still thinking about you know, paying bills, having a fight with a significant other, things that you got to do after your workout, it's going to hold you back with your performance, whether it's an easy day, hard day, medium day, whatever it is, that mental stress is going to hold you back from your true performance that you should be giving during your training session. So limiting distractions 
um, you know, yeah, it's a really good idea if you want to consider um, actually training hard. You're not going to knock this one out of the park 100% of the time, but you want to do your best to set yourself up with um, with being focused. You know, simple as that. Um, number six is showing up to sessions on time. So again, if you want to be training hard, you want to make sure you're showing up on time and giving yourself enough, the full amount of time to actually put in the work. Um, so you don't want to be rushing gym sessions. You don't want to be rushing practice sessions. And more, most importantly, you don't want to be missing out on work because you're not showing up on time and you're getting only like three quarters of the workout in. Uh, you know, that's not very cool either. And lastly, just by showing up on time on a daily basis, um, you know, depending on who you are, it's going to create or just at least help, um, you know, just daily discipline as an athlete. So, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um, let's just move on. We'll go to number seven, uh, not destroying yourself just because. <clears throat> um, so what you want to think of is so what a lot of people do is whether you maybe you have a bad race or the day before you just you didn't perform well. And you're mad at yourself and you're like, man, I should have did better at the race. I should have did better in my workout yesterday. Um, today, I'm going to punish myself um, just so that doesn't happen again. And, you know, that's not ideal. That's not training hard. Um, that's letting emotion get involved with this. And not looking at things objectively and trying to get better. So you want to train today so that you can train tomorrow. Um, you know, you don't ever want to just destroy yourself for the sake of like, or maybe there's an opportunity that even presents itself. Like, you know, you're at the gym, but you see these other people doing this other crazy intense workout. And you're like, Hmm, see if I can do that. And you hop in and you do the workout and you push yourself just because, you know, you don't want to be like, uh, I guess outperformed by the other people. So, you know, you kind of like you're stepping it up and, and trying to just do this random workout just because of your ego. Um, you know, is, would that be worth it if you woke up the next day and you couldn't even ride or do your normal training session? Like if that threw everything off, um, I understand those things are going to happen eventually. Like we're all people, we're all competitive, especially as racers. But again, that's just, if you're doing that all the time or, you know, you're letting like one workout get out of hand and gets the best of you and it kind of ruins the next couple of days of your training, um, Look, I get it, but I'm just telling you that's not training hard. Um, because again, you're you're not setting yourself up for the next days ahead. Um, so it happens, uh, but it's a very amateurish uh, behavior. It's not what um, like pros do it, but you know you don't. Um, it's not a pro thing to do. It's not like a pro tip. Uh, number eight, driven. You want to be driven by results and progress. So I have two basically little like sayings that I've learned as a coach from other coaches that I like to think of is one is light a fire, not just fill a pail. So this basically means is like actually like stimulate your body to to progress in the direction you want it to be, like actually improve the performance, you know, look to improve the performance, not just make yourself tired. And just fill your workout with like a bunch of just things just because like you want to be tired by the end of it. 
Um, so that will drive results and progress. And also stimulate, not annihilate. So your workouts, you should be stimulating yourself and not just crushing yourself every time. Because again, if you're just annihilating your body, um, you're going to get hurt sooner or later. You're going to be tired and you're going to come into race day and you're going to you're going to be tired just from your training because it's just going to be too much. You're not going to recover from it. Um, just the way it goes. So stimulate, not annihilate. Number nine, having patience. So, uh, you know, just understanding that real results take time. So if you really want to drastically improve your conditioning, it's going to take some time. It takes time for your body to make these changes. If you want to get you know, if you want to improve your strength levels, it's going to take time for your nervous system and then your muscles as well and your tendons to catch up and to build really that foundation um, to provide like real strength gains. Um, and yeah, like it just it takes time. Like if you're getting mad results in a matter of eight to 12 weeks, um, you know, those results Basically, the faster the results come in, the faster you're going to lose them. They're going to be harder to retain. So you, it's better to play the long game. Real results are going to come in and they're going to stick with you. And you know you're going to you're going to be able to use the training you've done today five years from now. It's all going to matter because you're just going to be in a much better place. And I know it's kind of a cliche saying. And it's usually a cop out with most, um, you know, coaches say this a lot, but it is accurate. But again, you have to just trust the process um, at the end of the day. Um, Going to kind of leave it at that. I don't really want to get in much more detail, but you get the idea. You have to trust the process. Um, you have to have patience, having patience and just working at it, chipping away. That is training hard. Um, and lastly, number 10, um, you know, might be one of the most important things, one of the most important notes to, um, to training hard. And what this one is, is it's, you know, you got to love to train, you have to love to compete and you want to love to improve. So if you have this attitude, it's going to help you with one through nine, um, you know, significantly because one, you just, you know, if you love to train, you love to just show up and put the work in the hard work that is required. So that's pretty easy. If you love to compete, you know, you're going to compete with yourself. You're going to want to always try to, you know, get better. You're going to allow, you want to see, you know, true progress indicators, um, you know, improve and you're going to want to see your performance improve on the weekend too. So, um, you know, if you love that aspect, it's going to help keep you more disciplined and on track with actually improving in your sport and not just randomly, working hard and and spinning your wheels and again kind of the same thing with you know love to improve like you want to be obsessed with how can you improve whether it's just a half a percent or one percent of anything like improvement is improvement and if it picks you up you know tenths of a second here and there you know you're going to improve in positions on the weekend as well which is all really what we're after at the end of the day Um, so again, just loving the process and just really understanding that, like, there are no shortcuts to this and, you know, keep in mind, like hard work and training hard, it is still cool. Like no matter, you know, what anybody else says, um, hard work, all of the greats, 
you know, in our sport have worked hard, all the other athletes and other sports that have done great things, they're all obsessed with working hard and training hard. So it's still cool. Um, if it's cool for them to do it, it should be cool for you to do it as well. So don't lose sight on that. Um, so yeah, these are just a list of 10 that I came up with that I've kind of been sitting on of what kind of, uh, makes kind of, uh, comes up with training hard versus just not just training hard for the sake of it. So there's probably more I could have probably added. Um, but, and a lot of this is probably some stuff I've repeated from my other episodes and just kind of compiled it onto one list, um, covering a topic, but it is important. Like you got to know the science and you have to know, like, you know, how to make this all work. But at the end of the day, you got to know how to just actually train hard. And that's, um, you know, a really important, you know, variable in all this. So until next time, be sure to check out my website, jytraining.com for more uh, resources and coaching opportunities. Um, so yeah, until next time, we'll catch you later.